0: Hello, hello, hello. Good evening and welcome back to mic'd up. Today is Monday, April 24th. If anybody's got any allergy medicine, I would love to have it. My eyes are swollen and they do not feel very good. They're very itchy and uh damn allergies. Uh-huh. They are the allergies, I can promise you. He's been having the they same are allergies since 420. I mean, it is. <laughs> I am I'm hurting, but we're going to battle through the show. We've got a great show for you today. Ben McDonald is going to be on here uh, 6-15, so about 11 minutes to recap the weekend. Uh, he called the Saturday game of L- uh, L- Miss, L- Miss. LSU at Ole Miss in Oxford. LSU gets the sweep. They finally got their first sweep of the season. They won their f- sixth, right? Yep. Sixth consecutive yep. SEC series. They have four left. They had a lot of shakeup in the SEC that we're going to get into that puts LSU right there in the driver's seat to not only win the West, because they are leading the West, not only to win the West, but to win the outright SEC title. Uh, they did what they needed to do. So the Sunday game did not look great at the after the bottom of the eighth inning. Hayden hey, Trevinsky had something else to say about that. We were going to get into that. Let's go right through the Heineken headlines. Just talked about, obviously, the LSU sweep, LSU football. Had their spring game this weekend. Lloyd, you were there. Two boost crews in the stadium. I appreciate that. That that a little tardy, you. but you know, whatever. It's okay. It's we got okay. him in get there. We you got him in there. Her.
1: See, and you have to know that by the time I had gotten the alerts, they had shut the beer down. So me, being me, I packed a. Oh, figured it I out. Packed the one in special. reserve. Yeah. So I had to pull
0: one from I the undergarments. That move. I appreciate Just that. In case. Yeah, yeah, I respect, I respect that. that
2: move. Yeah, that's good. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All,
0: um, how was the spring game? Spring game was good. Oh, weather was electric. Yep, it was great day. Great day to be out there. Quarterbacks look good. Receivers look good. Obviously, as a spring game, very vanilla. Don't really know what you're going to get. huh? I got a little chippy. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. competitive. They're all competitors. Um, they had some moments we're going to get into. We're going to let you recap it since you were eyes in the stands, you know, eyes in the sky there at the game. And the club. We're going to get into that. Um, four-star safety to Sean McBride from Denham Springs right around the corner. He commits to LSU. Four-star safety. Um, apparently. 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 The SEC is cracking down and rushing the field. So they are talking about maybe sus, uh, get, getting rid of a home game. So like, not only punishing them financially, but saying, hey, if you do this, there's a potential where you lose a home game. Not great. Not good for the fans to not charge the field. Also not good for the school to lose a home game. We'll That's see what happens. School for
2: That's a check. That's a, very That's a big hefty
0: check. check. That's a big check. We'll see what happens with that. Um, The Jets and the Packers saga is gone, over with. Aaron Rodgers finally is a New York Jet. Now that firmly puts the New York Jets in the driver's seat, I think, in the ASC. Not a driver's seat. But they are immediate Super Bowl contenders based off of the talent they accumulated last year in the draft. All the, the young draft picks that they hit on. Now they have one of the best quarterbacks of all time distributing the ball to all of those guys so we're gonna see what happens it's New York I think it's a great place for him I think he's happy to get out of Green Bay new start new team a lot of young guys new he man. can kind of do what he needs to do I'm all bo- all for that N- NFL draft is this Thursday we are going to have our draft preview on Wednesday um I wish we could like we can't do it now maybe in the future we can have like a draft show
1: oh why can't we do it
0: uh too late now I mean, you got to prepare for that shit. All the guys that we would have on the show are already doing something else. I say this because Pat McAfee's got the draft spectacular, which is one of his biggest shows. And it's great because it's all them. They really don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just doing it. And they're having a good time doing it. Uh, but, you know, it's baseball season. They don't talk as much baseball as we do. They talk all NFL. So it's more part of the reason why they have it. We are talking baseball. So let's get to the baseball part of it, right? This weekend was a huge weekend for LSU. They needed the sweep. They needed all three games. We said, you can't go into a weekend expecting to sweep. You need to go into the weekend trying to win the series. If the sweep happens, great, right? LSU wins Friday, wins Saturday. They are winning on Sunday. You're thinking, oh, the sweep's going to happen. And then you, you see a little hiccup happen in the, I think the seventh and the eighth inning. And you're like, well, maybe no sweep. At least you win the series. They end up sneaking that game out. They get three wins. They are now a little 12-5 in conference. Obviously, they lose a game against South Carolina. Um, Arkansas gets swept. Florida gets swept. Vandy. Vandy gets swept. So, Arkansas was ahead of LSU in the West. Now they are behind LSU by two games in the loss column. Florida was right there at the top of the conference in the East. And overall, they're better than LSU. I think they they went
2: into the weekend tied with... Uh, South Carolina.
0: Yeah, now they have seven losses in the conference right. play. South Carolina is one loss ahead of LSU, so they're hmm, a half game. They are a uh, half game ahead. So where they are have eighteen total. No, they have seventeen. Two. So they are thirteen and 13, four. four. LSU is twelve and five. So LSU is now second in the SEC as far as win percentages goes. Vanderbilt was thirteen and two. Now Vanderbilt is thirteen and five. And Tennessee is moving back up there. Alabama swept. So now Alabama, who is the opponent of LSU this weekend, is 9-9. Nine and nine. There's a bunch of shakeup. They're going to last four weekends of the SEC with anything is possible for really any team outside of probably the bottom three. So SEC's kind of doing what everybody anticipated doing. LSU played really well. Paul Skeens did what Paul Skeens does. Ty Floyd was the Ty Floyd that I expected to see throughout the course of the year, which we saw for the majority of the season, minus the last two starts. And Christian Little going five and a third, only giving up three runs and only one walk, I think is a huge, huge thing and a huge development moving forward. Because if you can have your Sunday guy pitch into the sixth inning and you only give up three runs, that's exactly what you want, right? Obviously, offensively, they did what they needed to do. They had some big moments. They had some big hits. Time goes, goes down. Rumor is it's not going to be super serious. It's something he's been dealing with throughout the course of the year. Took himself out, watching him on TV and interacting with the guys on the in the dugout didn't seem like he was overly concerned about it. It's probably more of a precaution thing. Hey, let's take a little let's take a little break, give you a little rest, see what happens. Um, but we need to get him back in the lineup. Obviously they play Nickel State on is it tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. And then they got Alabama at home. Friday, Saturday, Sunday here in Alex Box. Um
1: Sneaky Tailgate?
0: the potential tailgate on Friday? Yes, I like that idea. I gotta uh, make sure my social calendar is free, based off my wife. My wife uh, has planned. I don't think we have anything planned Friday night.
1: Are you in the doghouse for the weekend? No. Are you good? good. No, no, no. You're no concerned. We're concerned.
0: Good. good. No, we're good. Good. we're good. We're good. We're good. You gotta take a chance every now and again. No, we're good. I got the okay. We're good to go. But I just wanted to make sure she didn't have. We didn't have anything planned a long time for a long time this weekend. I don't think we do. So I think Friday tailgate could be a thing. Um, what did you see in the game, Jay? What did you like? What did you do? The did? game or the weekend? This week or the weekend. This weekend. The um, game uh, a pillow roll.
2: I saw the the offense really show up. <laughs> like, like really show up, kind of get out in front of things, make it hard for Ole Miss to kind of keep up. I thought they played well this weekend, man. I thought they played really well as a team. The the guys, I say guys. Seeing Dude. Dylan really get back into it, yep. not like he's ever out of it, but really get back into it is a huge help. Um, obviously, hopefully, the Tommy news is not going to be a huge issue. Hopefully, a couple days of rest or maybe probably the week. I would imagine there's a good chance you probably won't see him tomorrow night. Give him probably the week, maybe up uh, up until Friday to kind of get himself right and get back into it. But I thought offensively, them really showing up did a whole bunch and then obviously Ty coming back in the form um, Christian straight. Little showing up and being huge on Sunday to be able to extend the the his innings and his work to get to the rest of the bullpen and kind of not have to really expand those guys and like run them thin I think it was awesome
0: I mean um, that's that's the formula right now right like with the bullpen not saying that they don't have the depth because I think that <clears throat> They are, you're seeing the depth of the bullpen because you still have capable arms out the pin. You have some guys that are hurt right. that you want to rely on. But I would say you still have six to seven guys that you have the ability to throw out of the bullpen. But the formula you would imagine is, hey, let our ace on Friday go deep in the game. Hopefully you only have to use one guy out the pin to finish that one out. Then you have a rested pin for Saturday and Sunday. If you can get, I mean, now... Can't expect Ty Ford to go pitch into the ninth every week. No, no, you can't. But am I am I saying this correct?
2: Thatcher didn't throw this weekend, correct? No. Exactly. I know he was in the pen warming up, but he didn't actually come in. And I guess my point to bringing that up is is when you still have guys like that who didn't throw this weekend with that kind of talent, in your mind you're trying to you're telling yourself, man, if he really turns it on, like he like we know he can, like he should. That's scary because like you said, we're not you can't expect eight from Ty every week. You can't expect I won't even say can't expect. I, I do think that Five Christian that Christian yeah. has the ability to do that week in and week out. But once again, those are big outs and big innings that are following that, right? So guys like Thatcher are still going to be a huge part of what they do going forward, whether it's piggybacking on Saturday or Sunday or however it's or if it's using in literally the back end of the pen, however it is, but I think we keep a lot of people keep bashing them right now. Like early in the season, it was the bash about, oh, well, they can't hit lefties, and we're not exactly sure how good they are, especially because they struck, they they've had a couple strikeouts. Now it's, oh, the the bullpen's not good, and the bullpen's struggling, and but we're not acknowledging the guys that are down right now. We're not acknowledging the guys that are going to be coming back. We're not acknowledging that these young guys are stepping up and getting themselves into it. All that stuff matters, right? Yeah. And we're just we're we're, we're Continue. A lot of people are continuing to find what's imperfect about a team. Well, there's probably every single team out there is imperfect, but they're finding ways to get things done. And that is, to me, a huge, huge, huge telltale about what you have in a team and how it's going to fare going
0: forward. Absolutely. And we're going to get more into that as the show goes (laughs) on. Obviously, we don't want to leave Ben McDonald. Don't don't show this man right now. He's not ready, okay? (laughs) We want to get Ben McDonald ready. He's in the on-deck circle. He's ready to come on the show. We are going to take a 30-second break, get him situated, get him comfortable. We'll be right back. You're watching mike would Up. We'll be back to you in 30 seconds. Welcome back to Miked Up. We were just previewing the conversation that we were about to have about this past weekend. LSU baseball goes into Oxford, gets the sweep, puts themselves right at the top of the SEC West like everybody anticipated. The guy, our next guest, or we're excited to have our next guest, reoccurring guest, fan of the show, Big Ben McDonald, number one overall pick. Also, ESPN analyst who called the game on Saturday, and not only did he call the game, before Morgan Wallen canceled his Sunday show, he got to experience the Morgan Wallen experience in Oxford, He's watched, which got canceled. amazing. That's probably why I got canceled. I was too excited. Just he too also fun. got the experience of the Armadillo yeah. then. That's <laughs> <And> he, it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's that it. was last year. Ben, I appreciate you coming on the show. How was this weekend? Obviously, the Morgan Wallen concert yeah. looked electric. We're going to get to baseball in a minute, but tell me about that.
3: Uh, it was great. You know, you go to a lot of concerts. And I'm not a huge concert guy, but... You know, a lot of times you show up at a concert and the, uh, the artist that you're watching doesn't quite sound as good as you hear him on the radio right. or whatever, you know. And But Morgan Walton was was better than, than what he said on the radio to me. Like, he was really, really good. And I hate to say it, but I went out and partied with him on Saturday night for about three hours, and that's the reason why he couldn't <laughs> make the concert there on Sunday. It's hard. <laughs> no, like those, like tenis- those Tennessee, Tennessee guys... guys-
0: those Tennessee guys—they can't yeah. really drink with the Louisiana guys. I know
3: that. They just can't hang. Like he just couldn't. Hang. No, I mean I don't know. I hate it from people that showed up on Sunday. Like uh, that's too bad. I don't know what happened, man. But I, I'll be honest—I'm not buying the. Uh, I lost my voice there because he sounded yeah. perfect on Saturday night. So. <laughs> Maybe a little too many,
0: a little minute too many libations, but too many honey to filters. Yeah, yeah, let's get let's get to the game. Obviously, you called the game. Ole Miss is the reigning national champs. Your battery mate, teammate. Uh, Mike Bianco is the head coach there. Obviously, he just won the national championship. LSU is the number one team in the country. They go into Oxford. O- Ole Miss swept LSU last year in Baton Rouge. LSU goes into right. Oxford. You can't go in there expecting a sweep, but they've been playing well. You expect to win the series. They go out there and they finish with a sweep. What did you see from, I guess, both teams, in particular LSU this weekend, that really set them apart
3: to be able to get the sweep? Well, I, I mean, obviously, when you run, you know, skiings out there on Friday night, you always got a really good shot. If he gave him a three-run homer to Will Furness and ball left that over, played a good swing by Furness, but wasn't much going on offensively for Ole Miss. Past that, um, the the story for me was Ty Floyd. I was kind of hard on Ty Floyd in the open when we did the game, and you know, and, and you know, if LSU is going to get to Omaha and LSU is going to win a national championship, like they're favored to do. Uh, It's time for Ty Ty Floyd to step up and get going. I mean, he you know he has flashed it throughout his career. At times, he flashed a little bit this year. The truth is, going into last this past weekend, start. He had an ERA above six in the SEC. That's just not going to get it for the stuff that he has. Like, Ty Floyd has really good stuff. So I was kind of hard on him and open saying this is the most important start of his career because LSU needs a number one and a number two. got to have two studs to play deep in the postseason play to get to Omaha and have a chance to win it. Well, I'll tell you what. He looked better than I've ever seen him in three years at LSU. He has had an elite fastball. We know about the high spin rate. He can get it up in the zone and pitch it belt high. But he threw strike one. And he also did something he's not been able to do in previous years. He had a consistent off-speed pitch, too. Uh, he threw the breaking ball. He threw the changeup. He's able to keep Ole Miss off of his fastball for the most part. So he was able to create that, hey, I might fish you something in there off-speed, and then he used his fastball to do much of his work like he typically does. So big-time outing for him. I think he only walked one, had a lot of strikeouts, worked into the ninth inning, and still blowing 96 in the ninth inning, which was impressive for me. So big-time start by him. Ole Miss, look, they got a few injuries like everybody's had. I don't think anybody's been beat up more than LSU has. But, you know, Hunter Elliott was not the Hunter Elliott that, that we saw pitch Ole Miss to the Paltrow Series of the National Championship the freshman last year. He comes back this year after missing, after going out after his first start of the year. The elbow just, to me, it's not the same. Like, his velo was 86, yeah. 87, flashed a couple of 90s, but I didn't like what I saw. I hope I'm wrong, but he looks like he's hurt to me. Uh, the changeup was a different arm slide. He was really slowing his arm and his body down. It wasn't good. And again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he bounces back. hope Ole Miss makes some type of a run. It's about time last year they got it going and made enough of a run to at least get a a postseason berth, you know, but uh, Ole Miss is just off a a bit this year. Not to say that the schedule favors them these last four games. I looked it up, Ole Miss plays uh, 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 Georgia, Missouri, Auburn, Alabama. I mean, four teams that can beat you, but not your top tier right. teams in the SEC. So I wouldn't be shocked if Ole Miss, you know, did win those final four series, made a little bit of noise, but they'd have work to do in the SEC tournament as well.
0: So you, you mentioned obviously Ty Floyd, you mentioned, um, you know, obviously Christian Little threw into the six, he went five and a third, only walked one guy, which I think that's encouraging. If there was some weak points, if there were some question marks with LSU this year, it, it has been who's going to step up on the second and third stars and how is the bullpen going to perform? Now, obviously, people are talking about with well, the depth of the bullpen. I would argue that the depth has been there. You're just relying on some guys that you have, didn't really expect to rely on at this point in the season. Did the bullpen or the pitching staff, did they do anything to kind of quiet those concerns for you or just to be TBD as the season goes on?
3: Well, I mean, look, you get Coleman back, that's a big help from the left side as good as he was a couple years ago. Uh, Ackenhausen comes back and hopefully he can be as sharp uh, as he was early in the year before he went down. But those are two left-handed arms. So what are you going to do for your right-handed arms in that bullpen down there? And that's a concern for me. I mean. you know, LSU, I felt like was an odds-on favorite, no-doubter to get to Omaha. That road's going to be a lot bumpier now because of the bullpen. I mean, I mean, let's look at it like, let's be honest about this. So we use one reliever on Friday. Right. We use one reliever on Saturday. So your bullpen's as rested as you could possibly pray for yeah. going into a Sunday game. Who closes the game for you on Sunday? A kid who did not get one rep in fall ball. Yeah. Didn't get on a ball, not, e- not even not even, in a squad game. A kid didn't throw one bullpen in fall ball because he wasn't going to be needed. A kid that right before the season started when he had you inner squads did not throw one bullpen, did not get one rep, okay? Right. Right. So now all of a sudden you get to the season and you've lost three or four guys because Shores is gone. He's done for the year. Yep. Edwards is done for the year. Yep. So that's your top two bullpen arms are done. So all of a sudden now we're using a kid that had zero reps and you had zero thought of ever using him on the bump this year, and yet he's closing out a game for you on Sunday in the SEC when you've only used two relievers. So that right there, if anybody's paying attention, that screams one thing. The bullpen's not in great shape, right. okay? Um, I heard you guys talk about uh, something that Thatcher That's heard. Thatcher hurts a guy for me that, listen... Number one rated high school arm throughout the state of California. Unbelievable at UCLA last year. It's in the tank for him. Yeah. He needs to figure it out. LSU needs for him to figure it out. You need a big arm sitting at the back end to come in and face a big right-hander in the eighth and the ninth inning in the SEC, in the eighth and ninth inning of a super regional. You need a big right-handed arm back there. If somebody's going to have to step up, you know, it was good to see Bryce Collins last not this past weekend, but the weekend before. He got some opportunities. Uh, and he looked really good. So if there is a concern for me, it is certainly the bullpen. It's good to get those arms back. you needs all the arms they can get right now because of what's happened. Uh, But that is the concern. You know, I don't know how bad Tommy White is. Maybe y'all have information that it didn't look bad to me. But, of course, that's a concern. Sounds like, you know, uh, Brady Neal's going to be out another two or three weeks is what it sounds like. Um, Paxton Kling is going to be out another couple of weeks is what it sounds like. So it's it's a beat-up LSU team right now. But the good news is they continue to win. Ben, we had you on pretty
2: early in the season. You voiced your concerns about where the lineup was and – things that you had seen up until that point to date now with the what Jay has been able to get out of the offensive group is it in your mind as expected as advertised or has it surpassed what you thought they would be able to kind of accomplish and be able to do at this point in the year
3: well, I mean, it's the number one offense in the country runs per game going into the weekend. I think it's still there. So uh, I'm not going to say that's a huge surprise, but I don't think anybody thought LSU would be number one. Uh, but all the 300 you know, D1 schools are out there, so that's really a good thing. Um, it continues to be a team that strikes out a lot, but it continues to be a team that walks a lot. And so the on-base percentage is still high uh, for LSU. Um, there's some guys I think that, you know, I, I think it's in the tank for Joe Bear, right? Joe Bear yeah. had 18 long ones last year. Right. I, I mean, I want to see him. Like, like I'm ready for Joe Bear to start hitting the long ball. He had a pretty good weekend, you know, but I think it's in the tank for him uh, to really get going. Another kid that had a great year, Josh Pearson last yeah. year. You know, he had some big moments, you guys remember, yep. from the left side in SEC play. I think he hit eight homers last year. Uh, I think it's in the tank for him to get going. I don't think you could ask anything more out of Tommy White, Dylan Cruz. Jerry Jones, freshman year, you know, it's up and down. He's still pretty up at 342 and hitting the homers that he's doing. Uh, Gavin Dugas is a big part of it. So, yeah, I like the offense. I just think towards the bottom, I'd like to see a couple other guys really kind of get going in more ways uh, than what they're doing right now. But, the, the look, there's no complaints for me for the offense. I mean, the offense is as good as I think we could have hoped for, averaging the runs that they're averaging right now so no complaints there uh still a little bit concerned about the defense we talked about the defense last time too at the time right. they were really fielding it well right one of the tops in the nation tops in the sec it feels like that defense is backed down just a little bit the last couple weeks so the defense needs to keep its head above water continue to make the routine plays uh that's gonna be a big part of lsu making the deep run as well
2: six weeks through sec play right now there's four weekends left pretty much a month left you're looking at the team with the best road winning percentage in the league right now. What does that tell you about this group of players?
3: Well, I mean, look, all you got to say is this is how tough the league is, right? Going into play this weekend, LSU's ranked right, number one in the country. but got the fifth best record in the SEC when it comes to SEC play. Yep. Now, I'm going to say that again. Fifth best record in SEC yeah. play, but ranked right, number one in the entire country. Consensus okay. one in the That's country, changed. too. Yeah, exactly. So that tells you all you need to know about how tough the SEC is. um So yeah, so it, it's a gritty bunch that, that's going through some adversity this year with the injuries. There's no doubt about that. And it's the only team in the SEC now after this weekend that has not lost an SEC series. You know, with Arkansas getting swept uh, and Vanderbilt getting swept, LSU is the only team in this bunch that has not lost an SEC series SEC series yet. So that tells you, y'all all you need to know about LSU. And look. It, 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 you guys know as well as anybody, anybody in this league can jump on you and beat you, but LSU's gotten the hardest part of their schedule out of the way. You know, the, what they have left, uh, you know, you got. But Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, and and Georgia, yeah. you know, teams that can beat you but certainly not top-tier teams right. within the SEC. So, I like where LSU is right now. I think they're set up to win, you know, the rest of their series, and hopefully they'll do better than that. So, uh, a lot to look forward to. Uh, hopefully some guys will step up on the mound and the bullpen a little bit more, you know, maybe some guys get hotter at the bottom part of that, of that lineup for LSU. But I like what I'm seeing. But, you know, I look at the RPI today like you did, guys, and we got a chance – the SEC to do something that's never been done in any conference, and that's put five teams to be national seeds, five out of eight. The most we've ever had is four, and I think the SEC's done that four times, but as of today, South Carolina's one in the RPI, LSU's three, Arkansas's five, Vandy's seven, Florida's nine. And Kentucky is number two with the number one strength of schedule. So that's six teams in the SEC, in the top nine in the RPI right now. So there's a good chance for a strong finish that we could have five SEC schools be national seeds, which has never happened. And I'm
0: glad you, let's stay with the SEC because I'm glad you said that, right? Because last time we had you on, we talked about how deep the SEC was and how high, how much of a high level of baseball that is played in the SEC, right? You look at last weekend. LSU goes to South Carolina just a couple weekends ago. Obviously, they didn't finish the series. They split one one. South Carolina sweeps Florida, right? Florida was playing well. South Carolina, I don't think people really thought, if they didn't know if they were going to be real or if they were real or not. They sweep Florida. I think they've proven to everybody that they are the real deal. Tennessee was kind of reeling. They go on the road. They, I mean, they stay at home and they sweep Vandy. Georgia sweeps Arkansas, Alabama sweeps Missouri. A and M struggled, but now they're back to over to five hundred. They take two three from Kentucky. What have you seen within the SEC, and what has been something that has surprised you to this point in the season? Because we just passed the halfway point.
3: Well, I mean that that just goes to show you five sweeps in one weekend, right? Which hardly ever happens. So you better bring your A game every week, and if you don't. You're gonna get your butt kicked in. That's just the, yeah. how the depth is in, in the SEC. Um, I think the two biggest surprises for me, uh, South Carolina's got to be at the top. And now it was a preseason ranked team. Carolina was ranked. Uh, South Carolina was ranked 19th when the season began. But I don't think anybody thought uh, that they'd be second in the SEC in runs per game and number one in pitching. Uh, it's a real team Uh, 92 home runs now I wrote this down in 40 games think about this South Carolina hit 58 home runs last year in 55 games they've got 92 right now in 40 games so they're going to more than double their home run output now That's a different show for a different time. The balls are amped. Yep. Nobody will ever convince me otherwise. You'll never convince me. I know what I see with my eyes. And when the five foot eight guys, when the five foot eight guys, and nothing against the five foot eight guys, but when the five foot eight guys start going oppo for home runs again, something's wrong with the ball. Ben, Ben, we've said the same thing. Ben, we
2: said the same thing because we've seen way too many balls hit the center. And boy, boys are just literally not even moving out of the box as if they knew it already. I've never seen that so right. prevalent in college baseball.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're getting exit velos and distances. I mean, listen, Jack Caglion is a monster. I'm going to say the dudes lead the nation in home runs. The Jackhammer, camera, right? I love it. But Jack Hammer's not stronger than Aaron Judge. And he's not stronger (laughs) than Carlos
4: Stanton.
3: He's just not. But his exit velos are better than theirs right now. So, I mean, that tells you, I mean, look, he hit a ball the other day. It was like 121 off the bat. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, Judge and Stanton don't even do that. So, something's wrong. I'm not taking anything away from the boys, the kids. I mean, he's having a wonderful year. I'm just saying the balls are different. We started to see it in postseason play last year. We set a record for homers in postseason play last year. That same ball's in play this year. Um, having said that, South Carolina is as real as they can be. I think they can do it on all, both sides of the ball. The defense is solid. The other the other big surprise had to be Tennessee going into this weekend, right, yeah. a team that was preseason number two and had really faltered. And I mean, you look at Tennessee. They had lost four of their five SEC series going into this weekend. So that was a team I was looking at going, man, I knew they were going to be a little bit short. Heating-wise, just a little bit younger. But still, I thought they'd be really good. And with that pitching staff they had coming back, which was their entire weekend rotation from last year, I'm going, Tennessee's a team to beat, right? I mean, they're one of the ones to, to beat out there. I don't know what's amiss over there. But, listen, we may look back and say, well, this was the weekend. I mean, they, they swept a very good Vanderbilt team this weekend. So, is this the weekend that really gets Tennessee going? We shall see. Because right now, you know, I was concerned going into the weekend going, is Tennessee not even going to make right? The SEC tournament? Yeah. I mean, could they not even get in the SEC tournament? Or maybe they sneak in the tournament, and have work to do to get in the NCAA tournament. Well, that that PowerPoint that they did this weekend, that's gonna go a long way for their powerpoints, yeah. and uh, and Tennessee could be off and running now. Uh, ben,
0: Texas a and started the season ranked in the top five. They started off a little, they struggled a little bit. They had some injuries to begin the season. Seems like they're kind of catching stride. They're now 9-9 in conference. They take two out of three from Kentucky, who you just says number two in RPI. I think number one, I think, in strength of schedule. What have you seen from A&M? What's gotten them back on track? My good friend Nolan Kanes over there doing a really good job of recruiting. So I want to give him some some flowers. But what are you seeing over there in College Station so for them to be able to turn that around?
3: Yeah, well, you know, Texas A&M, you know, started off with LSU, then they got Tennessee first couple of weekends. They lose those two series, and now they've won four series in a row. You know, they blew through Ole Miss, Auburn, Missouri, and, and Kentucky. Maybe some teams they probably should beat. Right? We'll find out more about them as they got Arkansas and Florida coming. Uh, but it's a, it's a again an older team. Jack Moss, I think, is one of the best hitters in the SEC. I love to watch that kid hit from the left side. Like he really stays in there on lefties it's an older team. Of course, they got all the experience going to Omaha last year, too. They got a couple of pitchers back and had a lot of experience, too. So, it's a team. You mentioned Nolan Kane. I think Slosh is as good as anybody at coaching and preparing. Uh, Nolan Kane's outstanding as well. And so, uh, Texas A&M, I think, for me, is a team that's not going anywhere. They're going to be a player in this as well, like a lot of other teams. And and you guys know how it goes. I mean, whoever gets hot at the end and gets a little momentum going, like like Ole Miss did last year's team that could go a long way. But I certainly Think you know? Now they have had some injuries, and you mentioned that. I don't know those guys, some of those guys, may be coming back in the near future. But I, I really expect A&M to be a team that we're talking about come postseason play. I think uh, I think we're looking at a sprint here towards the end of the
2: year. Looking at LSU schedule, as you mentioned earlier, seems to be a little easier, a little lighter on the back end where on the other side of the South Carolina has a very, very, very tough schedule, much like LSU's schedule was to start the season. In your mind, how do you see this race kind of finishing out at the end of the year?
3: Well, I think that's a great point, you know, and and you know you look at the standings today. Of course, LSU jumped over Arkansas pretty good, and of course, LSU won a series against Arkansas too. That's going to matter too, as far as the West standings go. Uh, South Carolina 13 and four, and of course, LSU 12 and five. So only one game, you know, separates there. But South Carolina definitely is going to be facing a little bit tougher schedule than LSU. So I think it's a nail biter all the way down to the end. I, I think Vanderbilt could very well be there too because their schedule it gets tougher at the end too, but. We'll find out more about Vanderbilt, but I really feel like if LSU averages two wins a weekend from here on out, I think they very well could be your SEC, James.
0: Agree. And I was whenever they play South Carolina and that last game got rained out, my biggest concern was that last game is going to end up, because it always ends up that way, that last game that wasn't played is going to end up either mattering, it's going to end up mattering for mm-hmm. the, the last to, to win the SEC, whether it's the outright or the West or whatever it is. And it seems like that's probably going to come into play.
3: Yeah, that's the way it always feels. And look, I think we felt like this going in. You know, I I think everybody felt like... You know, uh, Vanderbilt was going to be really good. We knew Florida was going to be really good. South Carolina was, was obviously a surprise, but you knew Arkansas was going to be there. They just keep on winning. I know they were swept this weekend, but Dave Van Horn does a wonderful job, uh, you know, up in Arkansas. And so I felt like that that's how it was going to be all year long. And of course, the goal is, as always, to win two out of three every weekend. You do that, you go 20 and 10, you expect to be right there in the conversation for SEC champs. I think if LSU does that, I don't think there's a way Arkansas catches them because LSU does on the tiebreaker again. Arkansas, Arkansas, uh, but South Carolina and Vanderbilt, we'll have to see how that all shakes out, and I think Florida had a rough weekend, but they're going to have something to say about this, too, and, but listen, all these teams, for me, have a little bit of concerns when you go down the list about what's going to happen, you know, Florida's got some concerns in their bullpen, too, Haglion uh, walks a lot of guys on Sunday, he makes up for it, because he drives in a lot of guys on Sundays, too, sometimes, but, um You know, everybody's got a few concerns mixed in. there, So it's going to be interesting to see how it all folds out. I think the big picture thing, though, is this. Can LSU position themselves? And they certainly have. You want to be a national seed. To me, you want to win the championship. I know that's important. I know that's a big goal for you, right? And you want to win the SEC tournament. I know that's a big goal, too. But truthfully speaking, to me, the most important thing right now is, can you be a top eight national seed? Because we know when LSU is at home at the box, like a lot of teams at home, when you can host regionals and super regionals, your chance of going to the college World series goes way up from there. So that's the number one goal for LSU right now is to be a national seed. uh, And hopefully you win the SEC West. hopefully you win the SEC and the tournament as well.
2: Um, Speaking on just the landscape of baseball in general, right? We're sitting here in Baton Rouge. You get to see Paul Skeens, but you also get to see the rest of the staff where things are different. You go around the SEC, you go around the country, and obviously as you take it into professional baseball as well. What is your what is your take on the uptick in velo around the entire landscape of baseball everywhere, and how have we gotten here to where it seems like everybody is throwing absolute Petro every pitch that they're out there? <laughs>
3: It doesn't seem like it, my man. They are. I'm just <laughs> tell you, like, you know, it's um, like, like, you know, it, it, you know, I sit in the press box and and do major league games, and I'm not lying to y'all. There's some nights I don't see a fastball below 96, and yeah. from anybody, it's crazy, you know. And I and I sit there and go. You know, and I don't want to date myself too bad, but years ago when I was playing, the average big league fastball was 88 miles an hour. Right. You know, and now I look at it and it's it's 94 and some change for starters and for relievers, it's a tick above that. That's what the average V-low is. But I'll say that when you go around the SEC and you look at some of the best arms, it's hard to say that I guarantee the average fastball in the SEC is 93 right now. Yeah. You know, and people yeah. say, well, listen, the guns are different. Yes, I will say this: I do feel like the guns are different uh, from say 25 years ago. You know, there was a time when the guns caught our balls crossing home plate and maybe halfway to home plate. Now the the gun reads it right out of the hand. Now, um, and so you're going to see. But still, that's not making up four or five miles an hour. Right. It might be making up two, right. but I don't think it's making up four or five. And so guys are throwing now. Reason for that is everything's max effort now. I mean, that's, you know, we didn't pitch like that. My, my idea when I took the to Mountain College and the Pro Bowl was I wanted to finish the game. And so I would cruise along at 95% max effort. And then when I needed to reach back and there was a guy at third, less than two out, here's max effort for four or five pitches to get out of a big jam, right? Now kids are being taught in college. They're being taught in Pro ball. Hey, give me everything you've got while you're in the game and we're going to take you out because the average american league starter last year pitched four and two-thirds innings i mean are you kidding me like, we were getting warmed up at four and two-thirds right? right and so but it's hey give me what you got give me what you got and here comes these great bullpen arms that's what the game is about now and so i get it uh but we're also seeing an alarming amount of arm injuries yeah. in the college game in the high school game and even in pro ball. And while i can't tell you for sure what it is i think some of it or a lot of it could be the velos we're creating at a young age for some of these kids your tendons and ligaments can't i mean guys and you'll see when you start going around with your kids you probably already do it playing travel ball but when i went around with my son and we got to be 14 15 and 16 years old we go to all these biggest tournaments around like, I was amazed that a 14-year-old kid could throw 91, and then I would see 15-year-old kids throwing 93. You know, and I saw a 16-year-old kid hit 97 on a radar gun, and I go, there's no way that these arms can stand up right. to this type of velo, you know? And, and I think that's what's happening, too. So, uh, the good news is... If you see 10 guys go down, nine are elbows now, which is a good thing because guys are coming back from Tommy John. Not many guys come back from the shoulder deal. Uh, so that's the good news for guys getting hurt. But I think it's a lot of reasons. Uh, but I think Velo uh, is certainly up, and that's where we are right now. It's, it, it, it has become uh, stuff over command yep. of the ball. Can yep. you get over your stuff over the white part of the plate? Like I see catches at a big league level, you all see too – Catchers are setting up right in the middle of the zone and just say, hey, I know you can't hit this glove right here, but give me your best stuff. I might spin it up here or spin it over here. Nasty breaking stuff, but it's become about can I outstuff the, the hitter yeah. now? And that's what they're doing with the big league level and in kind colleges. Of Here's my A game. See if you can hit it, you know?
0: Yeah, and look, not, the, the fastballs aren't straight. They're moving this much, and it's just it's, – it's a whole different ball game, and it's something that – Look, I didn't play that long ago, but it's even it's different than when it was three years ago. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's oh, pretty yeah. outrageous.
3: Yeah. Um, no, it is. It, it's a tough time right now for hitters. It really is. And look, we're doing what we can for the hitters, right? We got no shifts anymore. No doubt. We're, we're going through the TSA check line now with <laughs> the sticky stuff. Like, we're shaking them down. We're doing everything we can do right now. You know, we got bigger bases, so we still a few more bases. And so they're trying to, you know, get the hitters back in this thing a little bit more. And it's showing up this year. The data that I got the other day is we're seeing a few more runs per game, you know, and batting averages are up a little bit more, stolen bases, more action in the game. So it's working. Well, it's I want, to,
0: I want to ask you that because look, I, I appreciate your time. I don't want to keep you for much longer, but you you brought the sticky stuff, and I want to ask you this because Max Scherzer's obviously been in the news. He's been, you know, the he got ejected, he got suspended, he's appealing to suspension, and uh, was it David Cohn was the one? Yeah. He was, yeah, David he was Cohn. showing the yeah. how the rosin and the sweat and the alcohol works, right? Yeah. Like, which I've been around baseball, and that's what I see. Obviously, you've been a pitcher, like that's been there forever. Right? What's your take right. on all that whole situation? Because it seems like Max did everything he was supposed to do, and he still got penalized for it.
3: Exactly, and I think that's what the down. He he used what is legal in the game, what they gave him legally to use in the game, which is a rosin bag and sweat that everybody has, and he created very, very tacky. We saw David Cohn's demonstration the other day. Like, that's as tacky as it gets. He was holding the ball straight up from the bottom of his fingers. I mean, right. don't get no more tacky than that, and that's with legal substances. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say about Major League Baseball. Like, what do they want somebody to do? I mean, right. if you give me something that's legal, then I'm going to use it to the best of my ability and create an advantage for myself if I can do that, and that's what he did. So, I don't see anything illegal about it for them to say, well, it's too sticky. Well, well, hell, what do you want him to do? I mean, right. damn, that's what you gave it to him right. for, right? So I don't understand that, not even for a second. So I hope he wins his appeal uh, <clears throat> because that's just what, what we – and look, I'm not going to lie. I mean, everybody used – I used pine tar. We had black sleeves with the Orioles. When I'd go pitch in Detroit or Milwaukee or Baltimore in April and it's – 32 degrees outside, you mm-hmm. can't feel the ball. I had a little bit of pine tar on my sleeve, and I would be able to feel. It. Now we didn't know anything about spin rates right. then. It was just right. it allowed me to throw the ball where I wanted to throw the ball because I could actually feel the ball again. And hitters actually appreciated that. Absolutely. They they oh no we no no. And the, and the
2: overlying so, vast majority of pitchers are going to use something, yes. I, and and I think that's something <laughs> that's commonly that's a very common misconception that people outside of the game don't understand.
0: 95 percent of pitchers are using something. I'd rather, wow. as a hitter, wow. as a hitter with everybody with, with with the uptick in velo and everybody throwing hard. I want you to use something that allows you to control the ball because I don't want to get hit in the head. Now, once you start especially, doing yeah, something, Especially
3: with, you're with the velos, you're right. Especially with the velos we're creating now, you guys don't want to be in the box. Somebody throwing 98 and it's coming up around your dog. Right. Yeah. The you velo know? and, and so, the pitch up okay. in the zone. Right, and so, and look, I saw Ramona Urias with the Orioles, that they got hit 97 right in the ear hole, you know, and it was so scary, uh, thank gosh he's fine, and I went for per- uh, 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 concussion protocol for a couple of days, but he's fine, but it's scary, dude, I'm telling you, these guys are throwing up more than they ever have, and they're throwing up and in, and they're letting the ball go. It's scary in a lot of ways right now. So I, I get all that, you know. And so I, I don't know what Major League Baseball, I think they feel like, you know, and we did it because we could, could just control the ball. Now, going back to the rosin, once it started to warm up, I never used anything because I had rosin and I had sweat. Back right. then, and it created enough feel for me to have in the ball where I knew where the ball was going. So I didn't need anything then, you know. And so it is what it is. Yeah.
0: It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I hope he, like you said, I hope he wins his appeal. Ben, I appreciate you, as always, coming on the show. We would love to have you on whenever we can get you on next. I know you got the Orioles game. Please stay warm. It's April 24th, and it's still sub-freezing temperatures. I feel bad for you. I do not miss going play up in Detroit at this time
3: of the year. It is miserable. But... Enjoy. But, uh, I'm going up to your old. I'm going up to your old stomping grounds on Wednesday. I'm going up to meet the club, and we're gonna play the Tigers for four up in Detroit. It's gonna be a little nippy, but it is what it is. So we, we're gonna be all right. Hopefully well, they got okay. more. Hopefully they get I some more fans they had the other day. Yeah, yeah. It'll be. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. Man, I appreciate
0: it. Stay warm, and we'll have you on again soon.
3: All right, guys. All take right. care. Enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, see,
0: you. boy. Those games at this time of the year? Awful. Tough. Terrible. So bad like they are freezing cold. First off, cold.
2: they don't get any worse for anyone outside of maybe the bullpen and outfielders cuz you're so not into every pitch. Oh, you're man. so far away from the action. It's tough. It's so
0: It bad. is April 24th and, and temperatures are still in the 30s, yeah. low 30s. Tough. That is miserable. It is rough. Miserable. When you
2: get into when you get into May and the weather's still really cold, it, it's a it's a tough start to the year. Tell
0: it's, you what, Ben's awesome, right? Like obviously he covers the SEC, he loves LSU. shoes, let LSU. doesn't Whenever college baseball's over and we start really hitting on big league baseball, he's a great guy. To, I mean he's in the oh, middle yeah. of it. Oh, he yeah. calls the Orioles games, he's right in there. Like he's got he's got a lot of good insight in major yeah. league baseball. So um Ben's a great great guest as always. As always. I appreciate his insight. He said a lot of, a lot of, listen, the questions he raised about the bullpen, I understand. People are talking about him a lot. I'm not as concerned with the starting pitching as I am with the bullpen. And I don't want to say it's a panic concern, but there is a concern because he made a great point. Right. He said, listen, if you got Paul Skeens going, you can only throw one reliever on Friday and you only throw one reliever on Saturday, yeah, you're in a good spot. But then he countered that with, on Sunday you had a full rested bullpen and you had Gavin Guidry closing him. I get what he's saying. Now, at the on the other end of it, I think Gavin has proven that he has the temperament and the ability to go out there and finish those games in the back end of the bullpen. Well, that's where I'll come in at. Because, because Chad Jones kind of did similar that's stuff. That's
2: where I'll come in at. Because the, the tune that you've been hearing a lot of people sing is that LSU's bullpen sucks. That's not true. Are they inexperienced? Is there some people that's being asked to step up and do something you would never expected them to be able to do or be in the position to do at this point in the year? Hell yeah. But to say they suck is crazy right. because – I mean, look at what they're still doing on a win and loss record. Right. Right. So I understand it as a concern, but I guess the phrase that you've been hearing out of people's mouths when they speak about it is a little, it's a little misguided because that's, that's not what we're seeing here. And as Ben said, someone like Thatcher, at the end of the day, it ain't me, it isn't you, it isn't Ben, it isn't... I think at this point he knows it's time for me to step up. And it just very well might be that his role this year needs to be that guy at the back end of the bullpen that is going to be the matchup guy, the dominant
0: guy against right-handed hitters. I agree. And they play tomorrow. I'd imagine Thatcher gets to start tomorrow, right? Like I'd imagine he's on the mound tomorrow for a few innings. Hopefully he figures it out. But maybe moving forward, Christian Little is that Sunday guy and Thatcher is the big righty out the bullpen. Like, maybe that's the case. And if that's the case, we may need him more in that role than we need him in the starting role yeah. right now, right? Like, you don't have that big power righty out the bullpen, like Ben said, anymore. Those guys, they have two of those guys, they're both hurt. Yep. Three of those guys hurt, Yep, right? Not going to play. Not going to come back. Now, the report was Garrett Edwards was throwing the football around. I don't know what that means at all, but that was the report. He says, Ben says, they're out. he's out for the year. That has not been confirmed. I believe that Chase. You haven't seen Chase Shore, but it sounds like he's out for the year. I, I mean, I don't. I haven't gotten the confirmation, but I would. I'd be willing to bet a lot of money he's done for the year. Garrett Edwards. I have not gotten the confirmation. He's throwing footballs around before the game. Now football doesn't really put a lot of stress on the UCL, so I'm not sure. Usually you what don't see people
2: is. who know they're done with the UCL throw anything. Right. So we'll, you know, take that for what it's worth. So
0: we'll see. But I think, I mean, I think Thatcher has a shot to be, if he can write the ship, hey, we only need you for one, two innings, let's go out and get it. Mm-hmm. And then, Like, look at what Burns is doing right there for Tennessee, right? He struggled a little bit in the starting role. He's got electric stuff. Hey, I need you for one or two innings and let this thing eat. Go out there and get these guys. And that's what he looked really good this weekend. Maybe we see the same thing from Thatcher. I don't know. I hope so because I, you need it. I would imagine
2: that the conversation either is being had or needs to be had in the sense of – see, like his last few outings, it's been in a sense of we want to kind of see you show us that you're ready to get back that starting role. And I'm not saying that that's been role at all, wrong at all. But maybe it seems like right now what this team needs is a conversation to say, hey, we need you to go out there and just – Absolutely, drop every thought you have and straight up compete for three to six outs. I don't care about anything else. Bring out the dog in you and show me that just just go out there and just get it done. And maybe that is what gets Thatcher back to what got him here. No doubt,
0: you know, no doubt. Um, but that I mean, that's like you said, that's that's the one big question mark. The SEC kind of got battered around this weekend, which is good for LSU. They're the only team that has not lost a series this year. That is. A sign of a consistent squad. Consistent, strong team, mentally tough team. They go on the road. (laughs) They've played some of their hardest opponents on the road, right? There he is. Looks great throwing the football. I mean, it's a tight little quick release. Uh, Let's see. Let's let's see. see this thing.
2: It just looped on us. I don't know that yes. looks great, but it's good enough. Yeah, it's tight. I mean, there was a time in LSU football like when they really, were, they,
1: they'd have been giving him a, they'd been giving really, him a phone call. I now mean,
2: nah, you're being Literally ridiculous. a 10-yard, <laughs> let me warm-up. Now you're being a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Jennings. We may not have been putting out um, Heisman winners, but I think you're a little ridiculous. Real, where are you yeah. going with this
0: but one but look, Exactly. I don't know what this means. 2.0. He's not throwing very far. He's not throwing a lot of effort. Like I don't know what this means at all. He spins out of his hand. But... We shall see with that, but I, I just the SEC is a tough conference. LSU is in a I think they're in the driver's seat to win the whole thing. All right. They're they are in the driver's seat to do what they were projected to do. Not predicted, projected. This one's projected. Projected. This one's projected. This projections before the year, not predictions. I guess they're both they both work for that one. But they're projected to win. Projections. Yeah. The SEC, right? And they are in the position to do that. They are two games ahead of Arkansas in the win-loss column. Um, South Carolina really South,
1: boned LSU, huh?
0: South Carolina, well, yeah, and, but they're playing really well. No, not really. I mean, they're in the same
2: spot. They're yeah. both going to play the same amount of games this yeah. the season so, as, of, as of right now. So, really,
0: they didn't really screw them. It's, who, it's just, look, I, I think that... Who do you think would have won Game 3? I think LSU would have won. I three. think LSU would have won. Them. Absolutely. I think after what happened I think they game thought two, LSU was going to win Game
1: 3. Obviously.
0: Well, they didn't know what was going to happen until after Game 2 ended, right? So, like, the way they did Game 1, they could have rescheduled both games at the same time before Game 2 was even played. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But, look, Tennessee is back in the mix I don't think they're going to win the West, I mean the East, but they're back in the mix of you know being a good team. Vanderbilt's right at the top, Florida's still at the top, and obviously South Carolina's at the top. So you have some teams that can go out there, and look, they still stuff to play other teams. LSU's got the easiest. Alabama is playing good ba- ba- They're playing uh, baseball. good baseball. and they're. I mean, they were a
2: preseason ranked team. They're playing good baseball. And they're 9-9 nine and nine in conference. They're
0: not going to be, be a wall. I would imagine that they could come out ranked this weekend. I don't know if they've come out with any rankings. Have they? Do you know? Uh, D1 baseball did. Are they ranked in D1 baseball? Let's see. <clears throat> I just put it in the uh, the doc because she was ranked
1: one again because there's been a lot of uh, controversy about USC e possibly taking the number one spot if that was not the case. Uh, and
0: look, you know what? I'm not as infatuated with the number one overall record. Like, I'm, I'm, like I would be okay if South Carolina took that spot or Wake Forest took that spot. Like, I would be thing. okay with that.
2: I, I, here's my thing. I'm not only in a sense of the LSU team hasn't, they haven't, they haven't disappointed you yet all year. And when you basically went there and you split with them, and your ace only threw three innings, tells me like there's been a head to head. It'd be it'd be different if South Carolina was doing what they've do what they've done so far this year, and they haven't played LSU. That'd be a lot more of a conversation to have. But they've played head to head, and they split, and it was at South Carolina. So for me, it's like I don't know if that's really where it should be.
0: I agree. I'm just saying as far as like if LSU ends up being number two at some point or. No, no, I agree. Know, I, don't but, no, no,
2: I agree because there's at the end of the day, you haven't won anything. If you're five weeks into, into the SEC schedule and you're still number one, if that's what you're trying to hang your hat on it, you're not you're not in it for the right things anyway. So it doesn't really matter. I'm just saying in a sense of spots being changed and this and that going on. I don't think there's much of a reason to make a change because of how that schedule has played out so far.
0: I mean, I, get, I agree. I'm trying to see if Alabama. I don't see them ranked anywhere. They're not ranked. Tennessee got back yeah. in the rankings. Alabama is not ranked in Division 1 D1, with from D1 baseball. But, I mean, at 99 in conference, and I then, think they're like 29-12 and 12 or something like that. It's a huge weekend for them. Yeah, they have the ability. Look, they're going to come in ready to win, trying to do some stuff. I mean, if, even if they win one game here in Baton Rouge. That's a win for them. That's a win for them right now. Like, anything can happen. You'd hope that they don't win. They don't take a series from LSU, but, I mean, they have... I mean, if they were to come here and
2: win the series, I would imagine that would push them back into the top 20, not just the top 25, into the top 20.
0: No doubt. No doubt. I mean, they're they're right there. I mean, they'd they have a winning record in the West, right? They'd be right there, and honestly, let's just... Worst-case scenario, let's just say they do win the series against LSU this weekend, right? That means LSU now has seven losses in conference play, so... Arkansas would have seven, and LSU would have seven. That's if Arkansas doesn't lose any games this weekend. Alabama only two games back at that point of the West. So my point in saying all of this is they're right there. They're playing good baseball. They're coming in confident. It's not a gimme series. And this not, is the toughest schedule. This is the toughest opponent we have left on the schedule. When,
2: and not just that too. Like if we're being honest, if you think about the actual, I guess compiled season as a whole, when it when it keeps going through this thing is is. There's a month left in play. They're nine and nine right now. If they were to lose this series and or get swept, they're going to leave here with 11 or 12, uh, 11 or 12 losses. That means they'll have three weekends left, or even if they won all three of those um, weekends, all three of those series, that's at least three more losses on the schedule, which puts you at 14 losses was now you, you're kind of in a limbo spot right here. You're, you're going to make the, the SEC tournament probably I would imagine, but it's not exactly putting you where you want to be. Right? So them coming here and getting a win and or a series win, it would be huge stuff for them going forward. Because I guarantee you there's conversation in that clubhouse, as there probably has been all year, about them winning the West and possibly winning the SEC. Absolutely. This is a huge weekend to tell, tell if they'll have an opportunity to do yeah. it or not.
0: I agree. I agree. And look, you saw some things this weekend from LSU that were encouraging, right? And, like, let's get – like, we talked about a lot about the pitching <clears> – <throat> Brady Neal looks like he's going to be out for a few more weeks, right? Ben McDonald just said that. Uh, so that means Milazzo is going to be the guy moving forward. Defensively, everybody's happy with him. Offensively, he's scratching out some hits. He's not going to scare you offensively. But when you have – you're going to be able to see Hayden Travinsky come back and play a lot more than he has played through the course of this season. Now, he's got some experience. He's had some moments. He had a huge moment this weekend uh, with the walk-off three-run homer to win the series or to sweep the series on Sunday, which was unbelievable, and he looked good doing it with the sunglasses. He looked and like the, Jack Parker doing mean, it, I loved
2: it. God, oh, what a
0: call. <laughs> that, that, reminds me of a, that reminds me of 2011 LSU at Arkansas. Hey, keep the slider down. And nope, walk off grand slam by their catcher, who was James McCann at the time, same type of thing. Hangs the slider, which I think he should have gone heater. I would have gone heater there. I'm glad he didn't. Hangs the slider, hits hooks it around the foul pole. Game-winning through on Homer. Travinsky has been on the team for a while, right? Like, he's been there for, I think this is his fourth year. He's a redshirt junior, I believe. And he came out and said that he is having more fun this year than he's ever had playing baseball. He's happy that they're winning. He loves the guys on the team. And to have a veteran guy, we've talked about this a lot, to have a veteran guy like that on this team That has played a lot at times in his career. And has
2: a lot of talent.
0: Has a lot of ability. And him not getting on the field, him being on the the bench in the dugout, and saying those things tells me a lot about the character of this team. And then when he comes in there, in a moment, in a situation, he's ready and he delivers. Like, that is – that's awesome. Like, that's fun. That makes me happy to watch these guys play because it's just – that's what baseball is about. That's what sports are about. That's what you – you hope for it. Give me an opportunity. Let me make the most most of my opportunity. If you
2: watched the show at all last week, we asked Jay, how does he keep guys like Pearson and Joe Bear alert and ready and always working to know when their spots will come? Well, outside of them, we said this also applies to everyone else on the team. I think Travinsky came in and showed you exactly what's going on inside those walls because for him to, one, do what he did, for him to, two, explain how he feels about this year, saying this is the most fun he's ever had playing baseball, tells you a lot about the in and out, the day-to-day that that group has right there, and that's a special feeling knowing that you have guys like that that are, one, always ready, and two, are enjoying every single moment that they're getting to actually be in when it comes to this team. It's actually really cool to see him. No doubt. Like I said, it felt like Jack Parkman added a C-flap and just went up top real quick. It's beautiful. No he doubt. He uh, looked
1: like he came straight off the bench. I loved it. He was ready, dude. Uh, no, but he I'm was, just saying, like, yeah. the sunglasses were like, fuck it, I'm ready to go. Like, I love like, ready.
0: I love that. Like, Trzvitsky. All right. Coach, let's do it. I'm ready. It's about time. <laughs> let's go.
2: Been standing in this
0: tunnel. What do you see me Look, gripping at, this thing. He, he went down the line. He probably had the batting gloves on with a bat, just sitting next to Next to Jay looking at the game like, hey, I'm ready. Helmet on. Whenever home. I whenever you're ready, I'm ready, right? <laughs> all right, here's your moment. Let him go. And he hits the, the game one mm-hmm. through and home. I mean, that's unbelievable, but I'm just I'm happy for him. He's a great kid, dude. He really is. He's a great he kid. Is. It's hard I've to call him to a kid. He's bit. so massive. Yeah, no, he's not a kid. He's a great he's a great young man. Great young man. Great young man. Um, all right, we're gonna take a one minute break, get resituated, come back on the backside of this seven o'clock hour. It is ask Mikey and Mitch. Day we did not promote it like we should have. That's our fault. We forget sometimes because it used to be on Wednesdays. Now it is on Mondays. Look, if you don't, if it's too late to ask Mikey and Mitch, you don't want to throw any, any questions in the chat. Oh, we got ten. Okay, never mind. Ask Mikey and Mitch if you but have. We can questions. always do more. You can throw them in there. We'll add them to it. We're gonna take one minute break. You're watching Miked Up. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Miked Up. Um, we are. About to start the Ask Mikey and Mitch. Ask Mikey and Mitch is brought to you by our friends at FCO Development. These are Lloyd's friends. These are our friends. These are great people. These are from Lafayette. Lloyd, go ahead. This is your day. This is your time. this is your moment. One shot.
1: I feel like there's an Eminem quote there that I think. This supposed to be gonna, an Eminem
0: song. I thought you were gonna go and take on, but you didn't. So I'm
3: just gonna. Let you I know. Yeah,
1: Mom, spaghetti, spaghetti already. Something yes, like, that. like that. Well, now, now I feel like I'm just in the opening of Eight mall when he throws up and then he bombs on set. Yeah. Terrible feeling. Yeah. Never done it. Somebody's
2: so. waiting with their phone right now for you to give them the phone number. They're
3: waiting
1: on it. Oh, if you want to talk to FCO Development, <laughs> Who are they? go to their website, FCO Solutions or FCO Development. Anything you type in will come up on the screen. Google's a wonderful thing. And if you want to get in contact with them, call new number three three seven. 308-6998. Well,
0: if you didn't know what the F Coast development does, what do they do? Well, that's
1: what I was about to get to. They're a simple construction company that specializes in new multifamily construction. So it's baby making season. If you want to plan nine months in ahead, maybe have it, you know, add on to the house, get some new dirt, a little playroom. Maybe you have to excavate that man cave, which would be a tragedy. You don't want that to happen. So just add on. Get some new dirt. Cause they specialize in site drainage site utilities earthwork site clearing house pads ponds if you want to be able to just maybe get out the house a little bit with the newborn go fishing get you a little pond installed demo work and hurricane cleanup hurricane season is never over in louisiana colefco development at 337 308 69 not Nate You did great Ask for Tyler
0: Lede. You did great I'm proud of you That was one of your better ones oh, I mean I'm a pro Good job oh, we can go pro. That's UMC Semi-pro. a couple of
1: events You know my pro I, um, I had to speak into the
0: microphone today At court So Oh uh, yeah That could be That's a curtain call I think To Ramsey I am I think We're not going to talk about that right now We're going to talk about at the end of the show Alright But it is well, Ask look, Mikey and Mitch What do they we're, call it? A little pro bono
1: little pro bono Pro bono Pro bono
0: Ah. Apple, we should put that on their phone instead yeah. of the real Bono. We're in the Jesus. 7 o'clock hours. We're asking Mikey and Mitch. Let's start it. You got them? I got them. Let's see if they'll go on the screen. I thought you could put them on the screen. Let's see. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.
1: <laughs> All right, first one up. Let's send it. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Ask him and him. I well, can Does Coleman getting knocked around a little bit cause a hitch in him mentally? coming back from the injury, or do you think he'll cruise right past it and be better for it the next outing?
2: If uh, if he is who he thinks he is and who we want him to be, that short memory will come into play and it won't even matter.
0: I agree. I don't think it's going to matter. I think that it's, he's just getting back. He's getting his sea legs underneath him. Like, outing tra- number two. Yeah, he's treating this as like, hey, this is kind of like my... Get ready for the postseason opportunity. Do up. This yeah. is the most that last, he had to get an up down, which means he pitched. He went down, he came back up the next inning. Like this, that was the most he's pitched in a long time. So give him some time. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think it's gonna cause much uh, mentally for him. Did he give up two dingers. Mm-hmm.
2: You got to remember too. It's been almost 400 days since he's been on the boat, like actually yeah. pitched in the
1: game. Oh, I have no. So, con- I have no concern. No, no,
2: no. So what I'm saying is, like at the end of the day, like if you are over judging yourself or overly hard on yourself. It is going to be really hard for you to be productive in baseball when that is where you've been over the past calendar
1: year. Speaking of being hard on yourself, which is something that we were witness to with bear Jones, when he came in studio, as he, as a self-admitted average watcher, when he's like, Oh, over <laughs> three, over damn fuck. This is really going downhill quickly. This comes from Lance James, ask him and him. How do you guys feel about the development of bear? How do you guys feel about the, de- the development of Bear Jones? He's been very good while struggling with off-speed pitches. I think the struggles will, will help him in the long run.
0: I'll say this. As a freshman, there's always adjustments to make, right? Yeah. And, and adjusting to the off-speed pitch is one of the biggest ones because you're not used to seeing this high level of velocity. You're not used to seeing this ability of every pitch that you're faced to have a pretty good secondary pitch. He is hitting, what, 360 or 370, whatever he's hitting throughout the course of the year. He's having a very, very, very good season for, a fr- for anybody, not just a freshman. And I think you've seen his progression throughout the course of the season already, and I think he's only going to continue to get better.
2: Um, it's so funny because, like, if you watch him and you think, like, oh, man, he struck out a little bit here and there and this and that. Yeah, okay, you're right. But for someone who's had the amount of at-bats that he's had to be as young as he is right now and still be hitting with the average and then also the production numbers that he's hit for, I promise you other teams know that and they fear that. And they feel like, I have to make good pitches. Now, if they execute, good for them. If they're not, he's been winning more oftentimes than not. And when he's put up the stat line that he's put up this year, he's a threat and everyone knows it. It's not a, I'm hitting 220, but I got 12.
4: Right, he's he hit hitting 370, he's
2: hitting three sixty, three seventy with twelve or eleven yeah. or something like that. So it's I get it when it's not been good. People have been like, oh man, the guy. But that presence is something we've kind of spoke about all year. When you're that size and you actually hit for average, and now you can also hit for power, it it may it puts the it strikes fear in pitchers and other pitching coaches fear in people's gone. heart and. I'm very okay with everything that he's done this year. As Kentucky. The good and the about bad. Bear? The yeah. good and the bad, yeah.
0: Speaking of the 11, that's what, four guys now with double digits? I think Him, so. Cruz. Uh, Tommy. Tommy, and... Uh, Is Peloso creeping got, in there? That's my next point. I think he's got seven or eight. He had two this weekend? I won't weekend. be surprised at all. if he. Oh, yeah. he's getting there. Yeah. Oh, he's no going to get there. No doubt. He
2: had two okay. this weekend, right? So
0: he's got seven, I think. Seven or eight.
1: It's like they forget about him, too, in the lineup. It's crazy that they just throw him a cookie every now and then. He's like, I'm going to leave yep. real quick. It's always solo shots, which is fine. But,
0: no, not always. But
1: it seems like, well, this weekend it was. I think he hit two solos. But it's just like they like get me over fastball, and Cade will t- jump on that every chance he gets.
0: He's having a really good year. He's having a great year. Yep. Yep. Happy, for
1: the, happy for the young man.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I
1: feel like he's older than me, but he's not. Not close. Next one up, <laughs> Robert Playsall. Ask him if LSU and South Carolina tied at the end of the year, who wins the tiebreaker? I have I believe, no idea if this is a dumb
0: question or not.
2: No, nah, it's a great question. You I got me I believe
0: it goes to the overall win percentage. I think. I think
2: so, but I don't. I don't know for sure. Like I, I truly don't know what the exact tiebreaker. This might be a very first where you have us both absolutely stumped and we really don't know the answer. So Mikey's actually doing a good job of looking it up while I filibuster here. Thank you. So while we're thinking about who. I think it may go to overall win percentage. It may go to SEC. Nope, it can't go to SEC win percentage because it would be that. I'm not sure. What do you think, Lloyd?
1: I think they should have a Sandlot style tournament where they. I show think they up do a different... home run
2: derby, um, but in, not at South Carolina. In no, it's in um, Birmingham. They just got to show up a day early, and it's a home run derby.
1: And glow the, ball and, at
2: night with no yeah no lights. And then they cancel it, and they can't tell where it lands.
1: I would love that. I mean, I would love if, if Major League Baseball is trying to fix some of the problems that they're having with overtime or extra innings. They no. put a man on second. No, well, let's just that. go to a shootout, which would be don't home run derby in Major don't League Baseball. I
0: don't them. know how. To, I don't know how to do this. I will say this. That's a tough
1: task
2: for you. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I truly don't. know I, I, I don't know. That's a hard one.
0: I think it goes to overall one yeah. percent. I think. So That's
1: Ellis, my best guess. Oh, you better stop dropping these midweek
0: games. <clears throat> I think they have the oh, no. South Carolina's got. I think they got the same amount of losses I, South Carolina's got six LSU's got seven so so they didn't want to play if they lent in it today and they were the number two team behind South Carolina which they're not right now but if they were South Carolina would have the tiebreaker I think I, I, think, I think I'm not sure it's but it's that's today but if
2: they but if they all play if they both play a full schedule without any other cancels they're both looking at 55 games so it'll it'll come out to being whoever's got the higher winner percent I think so yeah. I think that's
1: what it is. all right next I'm gonna go ahead and read this one and not tell you who it's from, but I'm gonna let you guess.
2: Oh I mean, for
1: really? No. Ask him and him who won this week's Booze Cruise Challenge.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go with my guy, Jeff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Jeff, here's the deal. You've won it because of all of the, the I think you the, just passion, like beer. the passion that you send in. The problem is we, we got told that we cannot send out beer. We're not sending night. out beer. It's a care package. I don't know, but we're not allowed to do that as sending out any alcohol. That's what we've been told. Very true. So I'm just saying we will. You meet us at the tailgate. We need to start signing some stuff and <clears> send them out pictures and stuff and do all that. And if you meet, see us at the tailgate and you meet us at the tailgate, we'll give you out some of the beer. Send your address to the DMs. it will be fine. I didn't hear that.
1: I didn't hear it either. All right, next. Mr. Walking Man. Ask him and him. Can we get some insight on typical recovery progression for TJ pitchers as far as pitch mix? Breaking stuff is more stressful on the elbow, so I'm not surprised to see Coleman go fastball heavy.
0: You want to take this one?
2: Um, I, Okay, so I'm not a pitcher. I don't have a real pitching background, but what I can what I can tell you is by the time you are into a game – Game like a not like game situation, like a literal game, a real game where the outs matter and all that stuff. You're full go, yep. At that yep, point, yep. So, this the breaking balls and fastballs and all that stuff they get worked into the those guys' progressions and their bullpens and their flats and their live abs that they that they have against guys. But by the time you reach the game, you're full go. So, at that point, if need be, you come in and throw eight straight curve balls it is going to – that will be a thing. And you shouldn't be at a point to where I can't do that in mentally and or physically because then you're not actually ready to go.
0: And the only thing that they may limit because it's been such a quick recovery for him is the amount of innings he pitches consecutively. right? right? Like he's not going to go and start and throw seven right now. He's probably on a pitch count. And the back-to-backs if he's out right, of the pen. Yeah. Right. But as far as of right now, now, as the season progresses and he shows how he can recover, he doesn't need as much rest – that could change not the starting part of it, but the innings within a game and the back-to-backs. But as far as like stuff and pitches and... and pitch selection. Yeah, like whatever. that stuff. If he's in there now, he's available to throw it all. Yeah.
1: This one from your guy, Fon Cirelli. What's up, fuckers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said that like it was uh, the guy from... Uh, uh, Super Troopers? No. Uh, well, that that's Farva, but... Uh, Shit, the uh, non, some, one of those movies that happens with uh, Stiffler. Oh, American Pie. American Pie. Uh, Steve Stiffler. <laughs> I was going to say, you're almost real bad at charades. Yeah, that
1: was bad. But he does have a real question. How are we doing today? We're doing great. Doing great. Thanks, Fonzie. Thanks, Fonz. And then this is his real question, kind of piggybacking off of what we didn't have an answer <laughs> to. Ask him, him, did the top seed in the East and West get a game off for the start of the SEC Championship? Or, like, I guess he means the SEC tournament?
0: I guess they – I think they do get a bye. Um, I think they do get a bye. Both? Yes. Like, the. I think the number one and number – I think it's the top overall seeds. I don't think it matters about the division or <laughs> – like, I'm looking right now from last year. Tennessee didn't play that first game neither did a top 4 seeds get buys ok top 4 seeds get regardless buys regardless of conference or regardless, like side of the conference it's just the yeah it's just the overall seeds. yep top 4 seeds they, they all get buys <laughs> <laughs> yep that's it take that to the bank
2: yep yeah. that's it that's the ones
1: alright for our guy Hunter Furnette ask him, him is it just a coincidence that Floyd has that Floyd had his best ending of the year with Travinsky behind the plate
0: yes I agree I think it's just coincidence I don't think it has anything To do with it But maybe Maybe not Maybe he's comfortable Throwing to him But I think that it, Bigger target maybe I think that it's just I think that's just One of those things Where it just worked out I mean That's what That's what I think I think
2: there's a possibility That he yeah. may be Very comfortable Throwing to him But It's not like We didn't think The Seattle could happen Right With with, with, with Ty like, we know the talent's there. We know the abilities there. We know where he's been the last three weeks. We know it was time to kind of get out of the rut and go forward. I think you know what, it was kind I of I am interested,
0: I'm interested to see if they do play, uh, start Hayden Travinsky Saturday this weekend because it's a 7-7 game. Oh, yeah. So, this is a game where, like, you have the ability to have rest so that guy can start two in a row. Now, that, neck, that guy who starts Saturday night's not going to start Sunday. It's too quick of a turnaround to start all three of those games. So, you're going to have – one of the other guys starts Sunday, so it's gonna be interesting to see if Jay goes Malazzo Friday, Travinsky Saturday, Milazzo Sunday. But if he goes Milazzo Malazzo, then I think that Jay thinks it was just a coincidence. Right. Not and, because and of the
1: Yeah, the who yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Battery mate. Um, and if you listen to Jay Johnson's like interview today, he said like I've been making a point to get Travinsky's in there Travinsky in there, not because of I wouldn't say his catching prowess, but because Is of that. what he, yeah, what he's seen at the dish. So he's like, Look, I was gonna get him in the game on Sunday regardless. Yeah. He goes, it just happened to be at that time, like I kinda ran out of time. Yeah. But it seemed like the perfect opportunity to put him in. You see what happens, he's obviously gaining trust with what Travinsky can do at the plate, especially with a well, guy think, like Neil out.
0: And I think he's gained a lot of trust in Travinsky because of how his attitude and like how he's handled the entire situation on the bench. Like he's yeah. been he's been a guy that you want to have on the team and like it seems like He's doing everything right. It would be so easy for him to be malcontent. I think, well, yeah,
2: and I, I think he made a good point, too. Uh, more, so, more so than even if Jay really just thinks it was a coincidence or not, there might be a conversation had with Ty asking him that exact thing. Hey, are you really that comfortable throwing to him? Do, did him being back there have a lot to do? Like, how does that go? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how this weekend plays out. Absolutely. But you you did make a good point with it being a 7-7 seven, seven and then a, a quick turnaround. He's going to catch this week. He's going
0: to catch one of the games. We just don't know exactly which yeah. one. Yeah. Whoever catches Saturday is not catching Sunday. I believe that. Yeah. Next one up Carson Gwynn. Oh, this is the guy that sent in the, in the uh, my very piss poor stats on MLB The Show. Oh, is it? Yep. We're going
1: to get to that, I'd imagine, at some point today. Yeah. Ask him, him, do you move to Polt to Joe? Hmm. <laughs> to replace Joe Bear at third? Joe Bear's not playing third.
0: He did last. He, he did, did. whenever yeah, Tommy White he got came out in Sunday.
1: Yeah. Out, uh, mm.
0: He's saying, do you put Napole ne- ne- there instead of Joe at there while Tommy White is out? They put Pearson at right field or someone else. I think that you put jo- you keep Joe Bear in the lineup. I think jo- look, Joe Bear made a nice play at third on a ball it was hit really hard to him. He made a nice play went got the force out at second base. I think you want his lefty bat. You want his his pop in the lineup. I don't think that he's shown you anything at third base. Say oh, he's not good enough to be able to, to get through that. Yeah,
2: I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. With the beginning of the season being where it was, I think giving Napole the opportunity to show if he's ready or not right there was exactly what that was. With Tommy being out, I do think now runs come at a premium, and I get it. Premium could mean defensive plays as well. Um, but I do think you give someone like Gilbert who has the thump that he has. Listen, he may save one or two runs defensively, but he also may drive in two or three or four offensively, right? So if that's the case, I'm going to bet on, or it looks like Jay's betting on, hey, I think his bat's going to mean more than Napo's glove is going to mm-hmm. mean right now. And he may be actually banking on scoring more runs because of the youth and I guess the thinness of the bullpen right now.
1: I agree. Next one up, Paul Zerang.
0: Hopefully, Tommy's not out for that long, though. No, I don't think it's yeah, a think day to so. day
1: thing. Won't see him Tuesday, probably see him Friday. Ask him and him, Lloyd was amazing, but how do you see future starts going if umpires don't give him the top of the strike zone? Also, Mikey, for your allergies, i clear at Costco. <laughs>
0: oh, I love that. Is that is that the. Is it just at Costco? Probably. I don't know. It's probably there. Paul, it's so. probably there, Bray. I'm not Paul. You're not Paul. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Alec, I need him. That's a That's like, it. This is a great question, by great the way. Great question.
2: and Thanks for the help. So, I'm a, Can I start with this? Yeah, one? absolutely. So, this this is not a to me this is not a Ty Floyd specific conversation. To me, this is why I have reservations for the type of pitcher that Ty Floyd is because either when he doesn't have it and or he's not getting those kind of calls at the top of the zone, it becomes very hard for these guys to be successful. And I think we saw a little bit of both over the last three weeks when Ty struggled. Uh, But to me, that's what I see when I see those type of guys. If they don't have it going or they're not really getting the calls, it makes it hard for them to be able to really be able to compete, uh, pitch in and pitch out. And that's what I see in guys like Ty Floyd. So to me, this isn't just about Ty Floyd. It's the guys that throw the top of the zone fastball and mixing breaking balls and stuff off of it.
0: I agree. I mean, I 100 percent agree. I think that it's not that you want the umpire to give you the, the call at the no. top of the zone. You want him to swing through that pitch yeah, anyway, yeah. but
2: you want no, the ability. no. You, well, you want you want the call to be there because when the call gets there, now you're starting to make the hitters make a decision the next time they see it. Right. And that belt, and then the top of the belly button becomes—it's a—it's a bigger space than you think. It's a great question. But when it's coming out of the hand, it looks the same. Yeah, right. And I don't—you don't, you it don't looks know the difference. Delicious. No,
0: you don't know the difference. If—if yeah. if they don't, it, he's going to have to be able to throw his off-speed pitch like he did this yeah. past weekend to be able to get past that. If—if if they're a little tighter on the top of the zone, but. Hopefully, hopefully he figures something out with those breaking yeah. balls because he looked great. Yeah. Like it's a it, to me, like I think
2: about it and I think, okay, think where your belly button is, the top of your belly button, and your belt. Right now, think the middle of your kneecap to that same space under. I feel like hitters can make a more of a distinguishment at the bottom of the zone of that pitch when they see it at the hand than they can at that pitch that's at the top. And when you're not getting that call it makes it really hard for hitters to say, well, did I need to make a decision and swing at that call when I see it out the hand there? So that's a, this is a great question because this is why I have reservations against guys like Ty Floyd because if they're not getting that, it, b- it makes it really hard for day. them to, to be right. able to compete.
1: In that same vein, another one from our guy, Fonz. Hey. Ask him, an M, what was your weak pitch that no matter what you tried, you couldn't see hit, and what was the pitch if you, it, that you couldn't stay away from? For him, high heat every time.
2: <laughs> Fonz I hated seeing right handers Who could throw cutters to both sides of the plate Hated it Hated seeing a right hander who could back Dormer with a cutter And then could throw a four seam right off of it And then could throw a four seam inside And then also throw a cutter inside Because then you're just guessing
0: So for me it was the Like if you could locate The slider off the plate mm-hmm. Like down away but like not uh, like uh, A ball down away out it's, a t- it's not necessarily ass out. It's just a hard pitch to hit, even if you, even if it is a strike, right? So that one was the one I did not like. And the other one that was hard for me to not swing at wasn't necessarily the hot pitch up in the zone. It was the ones that were kind of running in on me, right? The pitch in off the plate, and it was like I wanted to swing at it. I knew I shouldn't swing at it. but It was hard for me not to swing at it. And I'd either foul it off or I'd hit a ground ball at the third baseman. That was not fun. hit it, it off your, your, hit it or, off your thigh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> off my bat, shin bone. Bounce one in between your legs like a basketball. Yeah. Every game
1: <laughs> happens. Every game. Update the MLB the show rankings. Don't slide her out. Where's you
0: gonna find the two seven th- uh, 2017 year?
1: <laughs> what <laughs> you
0: do you go think go find you are? The one, huh? Better than that, you heard me. Hey, you heard me. <laughs> at the, if you look at, at the end of the year of twenty seventeen, I was playing every day. I was hitting in August. I was hitting three hundred. So like two ninety five. No, I hit 280. If you hold your, I worst think one. at the end of the year,
1: I looked it up on the Wikipedia today. You started off slow all the time,
0: all the time. No, my, my rookie year, I ended up 295. Yeah, that's what I was like in at. 2015. Yeah, I always start off slow. Sucks. Some would say too slow. Yeah, <laughs> some would say too slow. That's why I'm here.
1: Glad to have you.
0: Yep, thanks. Saw thing birth. <laughs> <laughs> not a good, not a great start.
1: Sliders out and cutters in. Mm. <laughs> All right. And I think that's a great question to transition into a little bit of the spring game. Hunter Fournette, ask him them. Thoughts on the quarterback's performance in the spring game.
0: I think they look fine. I mean I think they look I mean more than fine. I think they look good. I think that, you know, they obviously you could see the emphasis on them kinda of stretching the field, but at the end of the day it's a spring game. The defense is very vanilla. They don't show you anything and that's it. Why are you laughing? Because
2: <laughs> I didn't see a damn play for
1: the spring <laughs> yeah. game. Dude, it was actually entertaining. <laughs>
2: Good. Oh, I, I heard the but I wasn't heard. Oh, I heard it wasn't bad I, heard, I saw a couple highlights. Oh, but yeah, I saw highlights. It really. it a It's the
1: spring
0: game, man. They're just trying to stay healthy and get to the, get to the summer. No, but not, no decisions are made in the spring game. No, this is all for the fans, yeah. not for the team. No, the only the only oh, thing it's for the team because they have fun. The, but like one of the things,
2: I mean, you look, you get a you get a chance for guys that outside of the quarterback, like you get a chance for guys that you expect to step into significant roles kind of like see him do it at full speed a little bit and you get a chance to see young guys who got into the program early kind of get in there and see him at live speed a little bit but it's about getting to the summer and then into
0: camp. i'm actually excited to watch see how the linebackers play like i'm yeah. very that's like the one position group that i'm really excited to watch yeah. spades look good i mean he should be he was a all first team all pack 12 like should be good how, how old is he like classification. I think he's a senior.
1: I think this is his senior year as well. Yeah. Um, but. Whit Weeks looked great. Better than his brother. Younger brother's always yeah. better.
0: I mean, not always, but, I mean, it seems that way. You know, and then you obviously have. When you play up in competition, Harold Perkins. you get bullied. Yeah. yeah.
1: And Harold Perkins, for my. I, apparently, I'm the only one to watch the game. Uh, that was, a, the question. Guy. That a, was a question for Lloyd. Yeah. Well, ask him in and Yeah. I would say Perk looked good in the middle, but there were some times where he got fooled on the RPO in the middle, and they just kind of dumped it over his head a couple times where he was creeping up, and they just popped it, fifteen yards over the middle, and that's going to happen. It's the thing with Harold huh? is, well, he you know he, he was reading, reacting, he wanted to play the run first because he's used to just see ball, get ball, and now that the fact that he's in charge of more like dropping in zone, you could see that that isn't his forte as of yet, and. I don't think that's that big of a concern with me because Harold Perkins, if he doesn't fit that qualification. I would love to see these plays that you're talking about. I, I mean, watch the game. Not, I haven't. You watch
0: we'll more watch more it. We'll, we'll go we'll, we'll back. We'll, we'll, we'll pick, There's we'll a
1: 25-minute the cut-up on YouTube of every play, if you want to watch it. Right. Who cut so, it up? Me. Oh, sorry. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. But that would be about, like, Perkins in the middle was, you could see it wasn't 100% like this is the decision to make because if he doesn't want to be there or if it doesn't work out, let him go do what he does well and put him on the edge. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Dude's still a playmaker. He molly a couple people, tried on like inside zones where he was run stuffing. So, yeah. And then uh, also, I said this earlier today on Colada, but Landon Abieta, a little bit of a spark plug, and Kyron Lacey looked like he put on Kyron Lacey looked good. Yeah, obviously, he had the highlight of the, of yeah, the, the game. back shoulder, one-handed catch. One-handed catch on. that he takes for 70. Yeah. That he
2: broke 17 tackles
1: on. Well, they're all trying to get the ball. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it looked like Anthony you know, Richardson all over teammates. again. Yeah.
2: I hope so.
0: I hope so too. <laughs> that, oh, well, Harold Perkins was reaching
1: for the ball for 15 yards. Well, that's one guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, he, the other. Well, everybody else on the defense.
2: when we teach gang tackling, we you know, we usually teach all 11 of the ball and you only punch for the ball. Yeah. Somebody somebody
1: got to bring them down. You got to tackle the guy.
0: <laughs> can't score. Anyway, go ahead. Next one.
1: Is that it? Uh, we have one more baseball one, or do you want to continue talking? Uh, obviously, y'all can't talk during got... game if you didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, here we go. One more from Fonz sending in now ask him and him would you rather win the SEC from the regular season or from Hoover for the SEC tournament
0: I mean regular season regular season yeah, yeah definitely
2: no, I especially like- if they're doing what they're doing not, not like, uh, when it comes to the SEC tournament there is something to be said about you hitting on all cylinders and playing well because that's a tough tournament to get through mm-hmm but regular season
0: And I like I like the SEC tournament Because it's, it's gonna be Probably the best competition You can face all year We go In one tournament I would like to Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, You're gonna have A lot of guys Especially in the bullpen Or some guys That you're probably Gonna to have to rely on At some point In the postseason Get real Like Omaha type Outings In Hoover And so that's You know When you see these guys Just step up You know I think it'll be encouraging Moving into the postseason But yeah Regular season for me
1: and to uh, follow up on a previous question, Paul Zerang, only at Costco. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Paul. Do we have a Costco? Yes. You got a card? Yes. Must be nice. You get like a dollar Fun slice fact, of pizza. They,
0: they Instacart that thing, too, so I'm going to have that thing and in Instacart to my house. You might get it. Just get it now. Oh, uh, it's too late now. Nothing good to me tomorrow. It's closed.
1: Costco closes?
0: Yes. Feels it like they not, would have. It like may big. not be closed right now. I know, but. all right, next. That's it. That's it. What a day. Thanks for the ask, Mikey and Mitch. Brought to you by FCO Development. We appreciate that. Up, Again, fuckers? ask ask Mikey Mitch is always on Mondays now. No longer Wednesdays. Jay Johnson is now on Wednesdays. We are going to preview big weekend against Alabama. Talk about a little bit about this past weekend. Don't and you uh, look
1: ahead past Nichols now. Oh,
0: can't look. Nichols beat us in two thousand nine. And so
1: did UL, and so did Tulane.
0: Yep. was your three? Did Did they beat us? Tulane beat us in the '09. Mm-hmm.
1: Those are your three out of conference losses, or midweek? Oh, you losses. looked them up. Somebody sent them in. Was the
2: only three we had? I felt like we had way more that year. Maybe, <laughs> I thought it, was in, maybe North- it was maybe
0: it was in-state <laughs> for for, hey, for how Paul wore us out. Northwestern, but maybe that was in 2010. Y'all but, definitely lost
1: to Northwestern.
0: Maybe in 2010 though, because they had a lefty throw in 96. I think they that still- was that
1: was in 2010 then. I would remember that. Yeah. I think they still have that picture frame somewhere in the SID office.
0: They got shoved.
1: Do you see what happened to UL this weekend? L. What happened? Swept by Liberty.
0: Oof.
1: Their Friday night guy that came in against LSU gave up. It was either six or eight. And
0: mm-hmm. went
1: all in. Happened big to big
0: RPI win against LSU. Then they got against- that RPI win though, Bo. Jay talked
1: about it. he goes, "Look, I've been there. I've been a mid major. I know what it's like to like. You want to go and show out in front of you know, be on TV and." Put your best foot forward, guys. Those conference games matter,
0: though. Hey, that lefty that uh, for Northwestern that beat us, he got drafted. Yep, I played against him last year. Guess what I did? <laughs> Homer.
1: Left one over there. for Ninety-six
0: you? ain't getting by me this time. No way.
1: I remember you. No way.
0: <laughs> so um, you've
1: been waiting on him for years.
0: I didn't even know it was him until after <laughs> the fact. Now look, someone someone said his name. I was like, that name sounds familiar. I went on the little like roster. I'm like, oh, that's him. Which Northwestern? It's the guy. Same guy. Um, all right, let's get to the Seggies. Ready? Lloyd? I was looking up one more thing um, for the Seggies
1: because I feel like this is going to be your curtain call. Um, but I will do... God damn it. I have two now.
0: Okay, oh, I got it.
1: All right. What are we starting off with?
0: Doze Mistake of the Day? Yeah. Doze Place. Mistake of the Day is brought to you by Doze Place. I was out there on Saturday night. Great. Not a mistake. Not a mistake. It was a huge stake though. Three of them. For six of us. Big old porterhouse. Three of those babies. Is that the way to go? I mean, I didn't. I just was. My father-in-law was the one who ordered it. He said, we're going to go there. He's in tight. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Thick as thieves. No doubt. All right. Let me get to the bottom of this
1: document. It's 20 pages. Y'all are welcome. Go down to the bottom. Oh. Easy one here. Easy one here. We talked
0: about it with with, uh, Big Ben a little bit.
1: A little bit. But mistake of the day, sorry to all the LSU fans, Old Miss fans, anybody that traveled to go see Morgan Wallen had to cancel a show on Sunday. You hate to see it. A lot of rumors spreading around that the man may have been a little bit turned from the Saturday evening, whether he went to the LSU Old Miss game, then had a concert, and then there's some rumors that he was out at the library until 4 a.m., that his security lost him and he was asleep on the tour bus. All of these things are alleged. They're all just alleged. Out. They're all no out. Pro- Not, nothing's proven. Nothing's proven. But if I were a me, even. But if I were a country music star, and you're in Mississippi, where they probably just kiss his feet and wash it with their hair, I'd imagine he'd himself pretty good times. Wash out their hair with his feet, like Jesus. You don't remember that in the Bible? I'm just what?
2: Thinking, what?
0: The washing of the feet. Washing of the feet, but you said washing the you hair. You said with the wash feet. their they, hair
1: with his feet. Well. Ipso facto, they used their their hair to He's watch He's talking to me like, it was like, like that, was, that but it was not in the Bible. How do you
2: not know that? I'm like, wh- I'm like, wh- what Bible were you reading? Okay, go ahead, man. All right. Go that ahead. is a mistake. That's tough. It's a great mistake, though.
0: He, he right, talks a man. lot about in his songs about him struggling with not drinking anymore. Seems like it happened again. Drank. Obviously, I feel like
1: yeah. if you sing country music, you cannot be sober. No,
0: No doubt. No doubt, but he uh, listen. Either love, that, or I'm you've a had Morgan a lot of Wallen breakups.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah, yeah. but I don't think he's a lot of days. heartache. I'm <laughs>
0: a big, I'm a big Morgan Wallen fan. I think he's great. I like his music. Uh, that is tough for people who spent some money on the tickets. I'm sure they obviously got all refunded. Well, but.
1: he canceled it five minutes before. He had all of the war, like the oh, opening five minutes before all of the opening acts played, and he couldn't shake off the hangover, or his voice wouldn't come back. One of the two, probably. At synonymous. that point, do you? At that
0: point, do you just? You Lip-sync, sell merch. Lip sync the whole thing, like did you see that guy from? The- no, I think
2: they, they have it like set up. Like the, I don't know. Depends. Some of these people have it no, set you up to listen. where. Well, but see, some of them have it set up to where like they're, they don't actually have the song playing like in the background, like the whole song, like parts of it is playing. Yeah, they like, stop for the, the exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like if there's a lot of that going on, and I don't know what his live show is like. There's a lot of that going on in the show, or you might not have. Yeah. You might have a show where you can't do it.
1: Yeah. The only reason I would say not a hangover is if you're. As wealthy, or if you have this level of partying in you, there's something on that bus that'll fix you.
0: No doubt, I really do. I mean, but but the drinking <laughs> right. can maybe, maybe lead he steers to, away from that, Lloyd. Jeez. Well, the drinking and being out that late can lead to losing your voice. Yeah, which happens you, to me all the, yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, you're a so, like, Seen
2: it a time or two. Yeah,
0: I've seen it. I've felt it. I've been that person. Yeah. I didn't have to cancel.
2: But
1: Jay Mish is the only one that's I haven't
0: canceled a show because of No Voice though. Lloyd loves bringing up my personal life. Yeah, with I mean, just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Let
1: me just um, all
2: right. That's a great. That's a great one.
0: Uh, I'm not feeling well. That's a great one. Our, again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How many times we moving on? Up my life. We're moving on to our current calls. <laughs> current calls Christ, are brought to you guy. by our friends down at Shirt Partners. Um. Schedule on Monday. Everybody's I'm got one. Saturday. You got a current call.
2: Um, I don't have a curtain call, but I kind of had a mistake of the day today. Okay. Uh, mine was gonna go to Draymond. Draymond misses the game, and somehow, game after he misses the game, comes back and still finds a way to get a technical foul in the very next game. When that? does he learn?
0: He doesn't. Doesn't. That's that his deal. Does, I think that's he just does deal. it once at this point. Really that's care. his deal.
2: But it was that I'm like, huh, ah, boy, that's tough to get. Draymond, away right
0: there. Draymond, just look. He did play a hell of a game. He Defensively.
2: He's a good player. Ah. I just wish he would play sometimes a little more and a little I wish less play Well, I just less. will stop acting the way just I just act. a little less time. Time.
0: I get it. I get that. That's it. What's your current call?
1: Oh, in the same vein, a little basketball. LeBron James rarely, rarely, rarely initiates or <laughs> reacts. But before game three. Rarely, huh? No, he usually kind of brushes it off. What? Like, any sort of interaction, oh, people talk. talking shit to oh, him. Oh, I you, I you. No, no, he's very much online. Uh, but the video came out of him. I don't know if he's... Probably went down. And I uh, just like my guy. And then just to follow it up with the yam, after he like, caused me problems, crazy ass. Do your job. And then he, the way he finished it with the ball, and flush. Like, that man, he made Dylan Brooks go 3 of
0: 13 in the first 18 I know, minutes. I know Dylan there was Brooks a game. I don't know if it was hasn't to, done anything to stop LeBron either. Dylan had, Brooks hasn't
2: done anything in his career yet to be no. talking as much as he does. I don't know if it was to him or if it was to the other. Uh, God, I forget his name. Perimeter shooter, pretty good player on that team, though. But earlier in the year. He Reeves? Was, huh? Reeves? No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about on the Grizzlies uh, team. He could ball, though. I like Reeves yeah, a lot. I'm surprised I hadn't heard Bo talk about him more, but he could ball. Uh-huh. Anyway, there was a game earlier in the year where LeBron straight up told him, hey, this is your last time disrespecting me. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> like, you're going, you're going too far. So, apparently, all they do is talk, and it's a lot of talk. So
0: I like it. That's part of it. That's part of it. What did they
1: call Austin Reeves? Country Kobe? Is that what they call him? Uh-huh.
0: He's good, dude. Yeah, he could ball. He's good. He's him. He could ball. Um, all right, so my current call I have two of them. First one is we talked a little bit about Hayden Travinsky. Talked about kind of how his year's gone, kind of his career. Walk off, pinch hit not walk off, game winning pinch hit, three run homer in the top of the ninth. Is you know one of the one of the better moments of the year so far. Probably his going to be his moment of the year so far, depending on whatever happens. Um, that was my main curtain call, but. I forgot that Lloyd this morning had a, he was representing himself in the courtroom. Oh, yes. Because of a, he had a ticket because he didn't have his registration. He didn't have a um, inspection sticker and he was going 33 and a 25. So this cop just dinged him on all three of them, right? Gave him a ticket. Most people just say, I don't have time to go to the courtroom. 33 and a 25. Yeah, which is... That which is, is pretty asinine that's
2: ridiculous yeah
0: so most people say you know what I don't have time for this I'm just gonna pay it pay it probably not on record whatever whatever. Lloyd says no I got time today so he calls a mutual friend of ours who gives him some advice hey this is what you need to do show up in the courthouse courtroom I think, I, I think I know who this is and you go and this is how you do it bet he shows up with all the necessary paperwork. Shows that he's got his registration. Shows that he has an inspection ticker. Judge just oh, you're good, waves it off. Was the you're cop there? You're good. No
1: cop. He was there the first time, and should I say his name? Or I no, mean, no, no, okay. no, 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 don't no, no, give a cop. No, no, not the cop. No, no, don't say that. The no. man I was that was giving me pro bono help said, "Ask for an extension because if there are, chances are the cop won't show up the second time," and so I got it extended. Showed up to the court date ready, all my paraphernalia in order, and got well, in there. I'm not sure that's paraphernalia, but... Yeah. <laughs> all my paraphernalia in the car, all of my stuff that I needed out of the car with me. And I go up there, and the, the assistant DA like reads off the charges, and it's like a laundry list, obviously. It was like, kind of, she was like, Jesus, this is a bigger docket than I thought. And she's like, do you have proof of all of these things that have been fixed? I'm like, yes, ma'am show it to her, show it to her. And she looks like 33 out of 25. And she goes, you're good. Like, it, all yeah, this is dropped. And I was like, that's what I I, yeah, I, I got into it with the cop a little bit whenever he pulled yeah. me over. And I was like, I took a step back because obviously he went real cop energy on me. He goes, uh, like the, where I'm leaving from in this neighborhood, there's no sign that denotes the speed limit. And I told him, I was like, I have no idea how fast I'm supposed to be going. Like, I feel like I'm not going very fast and he goes puts hands in the bulletproof vest he goes hey buddy and i said all right i'm good i'm sorry what do you need like i'm not even arguing this anymore so that's where we left it first time i show up to the courthouse he literally is the first person i see we walk with each other into the courthouse and i tell him when i'll like he's holding the door open or whatever i was like damn i was really hoping i wouldn't see you here today he's like what i was like i'm the reason you're here and you're the reason i'm here and he's like oh no i show up to these and then I got an extended <laughs> left, didn't tell him. What a guy. And, uh, didn't show up
0: to this one, did you? He
1: not, and he did not show up because he knew I had a couple of aces up to sleeve. So
0: that's my current call to you. You Thank went you. out there. Yeah, that's you, far. you beat the system, and you got it waived, and you don't have to pay anything. Nothing. Proud of you. Back on the streets. Good job. I asked him, if you were going to represent yourself in court. Now this wasn't like a full-on like, jury, whatever, but like would probably dress accordingly, right? What do you think he was dressed in? That. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: I,
2: I did have somebody
1: uh, while we were in line getting our like love the show yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 it, it might be a good day
2: oh day. It worked it's been a great out. day it's been a great day
0: and
1: here's your other curtain call just because Jay is so elated that it's hard not to show it because obviously the, the video of him going nuts in the dugout but um, uh, uh, I... don't know.
2: Oh, that's um, Jack Parkman. Jack baby. Parkman just added a C-flap right there, baby. What's it? Great what show. a good show
0: today. Good show today. Thank Great you all for energy. tuning in. Great energy. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for following. Thanks for watching. If you like the show, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Which is? Mic'd up. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) For that? I mean, I thought you were like tricking me. Like we changed the name of the, whatever. Like and subscribe, share it, tell a friend about it. If you don't like watching us or you can't watch us and you're driving or anywhere you get your podcast, again, we appreciate all the love and support. We will be back live in studio 6 to 8 p.m. on Wednesday. We'll have a little Saints talk before the draft happens on Thursday. Hopefully get some guys in, some players in, talk about the weekend, talk about baseball, talk about whatever. And then you'll see us again live Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. Potential. Tailgate. 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 We'll let you know.
1: And also on Wednesday, formally on Monday.
0: Jay Johnson Wednesday. The headliner. Headliner. Jay Johnson Wednesday is coming in J. on Dub. Wednesday.
1: J. Dub. What'd you say? J. Dub. What would J. do? W. W. J. squared.
0: Coming in on Wednesday. Happy birthday. Belated
1: birthday. Happy belated birthday.
0: Um, Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Enjoy your week. See you again on Wednesday. Watch them hiked up. Peace.
1: You were. You were. Now you're not.